This is Radio Maria. And today we have a special. Joining us, we have one of the chancellors for the Polish missions in England and Wales. Today we have special guest, Father Artur. Hello, Father Artur. Welcome to the radio. Hello, lovely to hear you. Father Artur, can you give us your full name? I don't want to mispronounce it. I'm I'm very bad. Yeah, my, it's very difficult to pronounce it, of course. My my full name is Father Artur Szczempka. And in, in England, in Wales, we say very often Artur Szczempka, whatever it is, is correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only everyone had that uh, lovely <laughs> response to names. <laughs> Father Artur, can I ask you, uh, where are you located today and how did you get involved with the Polish missions? Well, I'm in my office, actually, because I'm uh, the Chancellor of the Polish Catholic Mission for all Poles in England and Wales. I'm based in London. Uh, I'm responsible for, of course, administration, finance and discipline, clergy discipline and so on. Wait, wait, clergy discipline? Oh my goodness, is there lots of things? I didn't know there was such a role. Is there a lot of Polish priests misbehaving themselves in England? Well, well we, we try to count them, but I, I think there's not that so many, uh, thank God. But sometimes there's a, one or two minor issues and we, we, need, we need to... Uh, to intervene, uh, but not so often, thank God. Very good, very good. <laughs> Alleluia. So how did you get involved? What brought you over here to England? Tell us your story, Father Artur. Well, I immigrated to, to Wales in 2014, uh, and I spent there uh, eight years. And the last year, the, the previous vacant uh, delegate for Poles in England and Wales, Monsignor Velasquez, asked me to be uh, to be the Chancellor of the Mission. I've been living in the, in the, in the, the Great Britain uh, for uh, nine more than nine years, but I emigrated. I emigrated from Poland in 2014. Why did you immigrate? Because yes. of our amazing tea. Is was it the British tea, the Welsh <laughs> the Welsh my, cakes? You wanted Welsh cakes. Welsh cakes, and because of the weather, you know, because <laughs> I love the weather. <laughs> no, no, you've got beautiful weather in Poland. Where where in Poland are you originally from? Originally from uh, Podkarpatsky, uh, in, 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 actually from Mielec, there's very, very, well, it is it's a town, uh, in, it is the southern part of Poland. Oh, but that's the nice, well, all of Poland is nice, but the southern <laughs> part, you've got lovely weather and the mountains, ooh. Well, there's, okay, we, we, can, we can say like that, but I was ordained in the north. Ah. Uh, actually, in in uh, in Kowalczyk because I belong technically to the Koszalinsko Kowalczyska Diocese uh, in in Poland. And they let you go. They were like, "Good luck, Fire Artur, Dovidenia," yeah. <laughs> and and off you went and came to <laughs> Wales. Wales was very lovely. It was Wales. It is a very lovely place for me. Uh, it's my second home. Uh, I treat Wales like like a very very special place in my heart. Oh, I love Welsh people. Definitely. So, I would like, I, if God allows me, I don't know, maybe one day I, I, I'm going to, to go back to Wales, but it does, doesn't, that's not depends on me, but on my, of course, experience. Oh, we have that in common, Father Artur. I went, <laughs> I went twice and I'm in love with it now too. Oh, any of our lovely Welsh listeners. Oh, you are blessed with your countryside. Oh, so now you're in London. Uh, are there a lot of Polish folks over in Wales? Uh, well, there are thousands of them because they, you know, they are migrants, you know, like me. They they emigrated years ago, 
they work in many, many factories, offices, there thousands, we don't know how many of them uh, are there, but probably 40, 40, 50,000, probably more. Is it, is it, I, I imagine that it's such a comfort uh, when you go to a different land, a different country, and you're able to find people that at least speak the same language and have a bit of the same background. So it's a bit quicker to make relationships. Whereas if you come, the language is a bit of a, oh, or the cultural, the, the rules might be a bit different. Is it, did you find a welcoming community when you came to Wales? Yes, of course, Welsh people were very, very friendly. They are, they are, I have a lot of friends there, uh, but it, it, was, it, it was shocking, you know, first few days when, when you try to understand uh, uh, Welsh English, morning far, how far, whatever, you know, it's quite difficult to understand and to follow all the cultural rules, but I was very, very happy in Wales. Was there but initially, initially, it was quite shocking, well, you know, when I tried to understand people, one, one day to trying to tell me. <laughs> and now it's, of course, it's much easier. Oh. Was was there a Polish community, though, that when you came, that they were like, oh, Father Artur, you come to our house now and come here, come here and we'll take care of you, uh, from other immigrants from Poland? Well, we need to create our own community because when when I spent a few months in Swansea, a Polish priest uh, once a month came from Cardiff to say mass, to hear confession, to baptize children and so on. And uh, Bishop Tom Burns, and of course it was his initiative, uh, create a, a local Polish uh, Catholic mission in um, Diocese of Menivia. And he agreed to my service in, in Polish in his diocese in 2015. And it was, there was a creation of independent uh, Polish local, uh, independent from Cardiff, of course, not independent uh, from the diocese, but it was uh, local Polish Catholic mission in the Diocese of Menivia, actually in Swansea. Wonderful. Now, um, Father Artur, you, as the Chancellor, you probably know that there is a large community also in Bristol, in the Bristol area. <laughs> yes, we have we have a Polish church in Bristol. Father Jasper is there. Uh, There's a very strong uh, community, few hundred people attend Mass every Sunday. I think there's a lot of initiatives, uh, a lot of groups. Uh, I am very happy uh, of that. Have you visited St. Patrick's in Redfield in Bristol? Uh, once or two times. Uh, if my mind is not a poll, uh, I've been there. Do you remember, have you, do you remember, see, are you, ha you can't forget it, the beautiful mosaics on St. Patrick's walls that was created by Polish artists. By that and supported by the Polish community to help build that beautiful church was. Do you remember that? I I remember because because I saw a lot of images of Saint Patrick, <laughs> but you know it could it could be a lot of you know years ago because I, I love I love Bristol because yeah. I've been there many 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 times, but uh, yeah I'd be appreciated that they 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 try to help. Yeah. All right, listeners, I want you to know that I have the studio line open. So if you would like to call, say, Czesz to Father Artur or tell other listeners, oh, we have a Polish community here, here. Let's get this. Let's let this be this your time to share and really open up the airwaves for you. So the number is 
0818-104-564. Come on, let's give us a call. Let's, let's, let's welcome Father Artur like we can. Father Artur, this Saturday, October, the 7th of October at 3pm, Radio Maria will be broadcasting a rosary for the whole world to join the other Radio Maria stations in Germany, in Austria, in France, in Italy, in America, in Mexico. All of these radios around the world will be broadcasting the rosary from London. And one of the decades will be led by a volunteer from the Polish missions. And it will be led in Polish and responded to in English. The other languages, there'll be one decade in Philippine, uh, another language uh, from the language of people in Nigeria. I have to remember which one that is. And then another decade will be led in Ukrainian. And then one decade will be in English. So that brings me a good question. Uh, Father Artur, what does the... Why is the rosary so important to Polish people? Well, that is very, very deep question. And I think because Polish people are very Marian, Marian uh, people, if I can say that, because Marian devotion is very popular in Poland. In, in every home, we have a statue of a blessed lady. Maybe everyone uh, has own uh, rosary. There is a Polish custom, uh, not only Polish, but it's very popular in Poland. And people in their cars, they, they have uh, the Holy Rosary around the mirrors, <laughs> usually. I don't know how, how often they, 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 they touch the bits. Anyway, there is very popular uh, prayer in Poland. There's a lot of groups of the Holy Rosary. People are, uh, are given rosaries where, where a child is baptized, when there's First Communion when they, there is a confirmation. Um, there are a lot of, lot of um, people who, who try to say rosary together, especially in October. It's, that is very popular prayer in Poland because people, Poly, Polish people love a blessed lady. I think that's very, very simple explanation. They do, they do. So growing up, my, so my mother is Polish and when yes. we were growing up, she she knew English because in her school she had to learn English. So it wasn't a problem when she immigrated to America. But sharing her faith to her young children was a bit difficult because she, she had so much passion, and but she wanted to say it all in Polish. But she found that she could pray with us the rosary because the, the similar words, the Hail Mary over and over again. And she could also sing some of her songs also in Polish and we would sing along. And this is something that's amazing about the rosary is that everyone knows what is being said. Everyone can repeat it. And it doesn't, language isn't a barrier. And, and you don't have to like, oh, Holy Spirit, come and do this. It just comes naturally. And so that's that's one of the reasons the rosary has been such a beautiful part of my life. Yes, it's a beautiful part of mine too. <laughs> ah, tell me, Father Artur, were you? An, uh, did did your family sit around and and did you? My 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 mother had to literally strap my son my brothers down to make them pay attention. I all she had to do is promise me a pretty rosary, and then I'd be like, oh yes, mommy, I will sit and pray. <laughs> Did you did was that part of your growing up? And even as a teenager, did you continue to pray as a family the rosary, or was it kind of a an independent prayer? 
Well, it was sort of independent. Well, people were very busy when 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 I was young, especially my my, my parents. But sometimes we we pray together. Sometimes we pray together. Uh, but but usually we pray when I was a was a child. We, we pray uh, the rosary in in a local parish church, and because especially in October, but not not only in October, but uh, you know, very often it was adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, expression of the Blessed Sacrament. People give it together. And they say the rosary together, but this, but this was it was very common. That makes a good point. Uh, yeah. Holy adoration. If you're having trouble being silent and making time for the Lord to speak to you, praying together the rosary is a great idea. That's what we usually do uh, at our parish here in Cambridge: is praying the rosary together. Uh, uh, Father Artur, with the rosary, do you have? with it um is there groups in london that you can mention that come together polish groups that come together that pray the rosary any shout outs any suggestions i'm 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 polish i've just moved to london where can i go to find a community and perhaps pray in every polish local mission we have a group of people who say the rosary together but well if they say together for example they they exchange and the mystery is every month, for example, once a month there's a meeting and people uh, have, a, have a special rota. Uh, and of course, they uh, they share the, their thoughts and they exchange the rosary. For example, you say the first uh, sorrowful mystery, then the next month you say that the second sorrowful uh, one and so on. You know, there, there, there are groups and people try to gather together. Uh, it is living rosary and in Polish, we say that there's there's a rose, you know, a, a flower of rose, and we, we try to gather uh, 20 people uh, to say the whole rosary, four parts of it, you know, and and we try to to have a, a, as many as many groups as we can. Oh, I like that idea. I like that. I might borrow that idea from my parish. There we go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to play. Uh, we've got a lovely... I'm going to see if you can recognise this lovely Polish hymn that I'm about to play. But listeners, do know, please do call in if you'd like and say hello and share if you have a love for the rosary or if you're Polish. Uh, share and say hello. The number is 012233753. Five, six, four.
this is Radio Maria, and I'm here with Father Artur Strepka, one of the chancellors for the Polish missions in England and Wales. I've got the phone lines open. The number is 01223375564. And Father Artur would love for you to call in and say hello. And tell us where you're calling from. Perhaps you're Polish and you're joining us from Bristol or you're joining us from Wales or from London. Don't be shy. Give us a call. Right, Father Artur? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to, to make a call, of course, today. <laughs> so that song was, oh, I might be saying it wrong, Blogslovsno Matka Bolja. Is that right? No. Blogslovsno Matka Bolja. Yes, yes. Of there course. you go. And can you tell our listeners a bit of what the, the lyrics were? Uh, singing Blessed Mary, what were, were they singing? Full of love, pray for us. Oh. And so on. But it's very, very, they are very powerful words when we when we ask a lady to intercede for us, and we are close to her. Father Artur, before, I'd like to ask more about uh, today. Is the feast day of Saint Sister Faustina Kowalska? But before we talk about that, what could you share just a little bit about your journey into becoming a priest? Uh, was there a giant light? Oh, wait, wait. I was told when uh, St. John Paul II, when he was touring around Poland, there was one time that he was under the altar and there was like this Mary holding Jesus and Jesus had a scepter in his hand. And then this is like one of the miracles. Uh, John Paul II, before he was whatever, and he came up and then the Jesus statue dropped the the, the scepter and it landed in St. John Paul II's hands. And they were like, oh, he will be Pope. I don't know. Was there such a thing for you? How no. many scepters fell into your hand? <laughs> <laughs> no, not all no, no scepters. I, I was a very active sport person when I was a young, yeah, young boy. What sport? Oh, what, sport? Oh, what sport? What sport? What sport? Athletics. Athletics. I was a runner. Oh. You know, uh, 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 it was a very nice time, six years. Uh, I, I wanted to be a professional uh, sport uh, person, but uh, fortunately, God had uh, different plans for me. And so from sports, how did you break your leg and you prayed no, to Mary? No, and... no. Very often people, people expect you that something unusual, uh, for example, happened in your life uh, and had happened in your life and you decided, for example, to change it. My vocation was very, very simple. Uh, there was a desire, you know, you know, in my heart, my soul to, to serve God, to to say mass, to, 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 to preach. Uh, there was a strong desire. I, I, I couldn't resist. Oh, I, I love that. I'm, I'm praying that one of my sons will say the same. <laughs> oh, well, they may be. Oh, they will make mommy a very happy mommy. Yeah. All right. Sister Faustina, Sister Saint, Saint Sister Faustina Kowalska. Could you tell us, she is a Polish saint. Uh, could you give us a little bit about a little information, who is she and why is she so important that people still today read her diary and read her memories? There's a very powerful uh, sister in the history of the church uh, and because of, of her story, because of, because of her life, uh, she spent only 33 years uh, here on earth. Um, there was very strict uh, order when, when she was a nun, 
but because of apparitions of, of Jesus Christ, of, of the divine Mary, Jesus, divine mercy, Jesus, um, there were, she wrote uh, her memories. Uh, she wrote his words. I believe that they are, are his words. Uh, and because of her response, uh, now we have uh, divine mercy. Well, we have divine mercy before, but we have. Uh, the image of the of divine mercy, uh, we have the chaplet, uh, and, and many others uh, signs of God's love for us. Could you describe to us, uh, because we're we're radio, could you describe for the listeners what the divine mercy image looks like? Well, there are two images actually. Oh. I've been recently to Vilnius um, because there was a conference for for Polish respond for people who are responsible. For Polish uh, diasporas, uh, in especially in, in in Western Europe, with a delegate for 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 who is a bishop, Bishop Bishop Piotrzyński, and he was responsible. Uh, he is responsible actually for for uh, Polish um, missions uh, in 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 Europe from pastoral perspective. And there was a gathering a conference actually in in Vilnius, and and I I went to to church when original image. Of divine uh, of divine mercy um, uh, is there's no Santa in, in Vilnius. That's the first image. The second, probably um, known, um, is in Krakow, but this uh, has been um, prepared just after Sister Faustina uh, died, because before the Second World War, uh, she, she passed away and, and went to heaven. And there are two images, but the uh, the, the first one is less known uh, than the other, you know. This, but the, 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 the problem was, but the, the sister, uh, the, well, the sister Faustina uh, didn't like the first image because uh, what uh, the painter, uh, there was a very good one, but what the painter wanted to depict uh, how Jesus uh, looked like, it was, it was a big difference uh, for her. That is not the not not the same. But uh, when Jesus uh, told her that the the power of this image is not uh, because of 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 colors and, and and his face, but because of of trust, you know, because of, of because of hope and we have in him. But but this sister Faustina didn't like the first image, you know, so, so much. You know, She's such a critic. It was, it was no, I can't see big difference because how how to uh, how to paint. Uh, someone who, who is who is God, you know, how when someone who is the son of God, you know, incarnate God, and uh, someone who appears uh, and is invisible for others, you know, the, and beautiful of our Lord, and his face, his gesture was, was, was very difficult to, to copy what was in the sister's Faustina, Faustina's vision, visions. So is it the is it the one where he's got the blue and red and white coming from him? Is that the the one that she said? Yes, that's right. Yeah, but people try to identify this. There's there's a national, uh, for example, color of, of Polish flag, but it's not actually because it's the French know. flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, it it shows Jesus is love and, and 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 mercy. You know, um, his. Um, Will to save uh, to save everyone in this world, 
but you know i i love the first, you know the the original image you know uh, rather than the the uh, you know the the, the more known one uh, all around the world you know oh my goodness i need to find <laughs> this first one then oh my goodness does it, does the first one have the rays coming out or yeah, yeah yes of course the, the, yes it, it has but but this but this there is a difference, you know. There is a difference, you know. With Father Sopochko, who, who was, uh, as we know, uh, has spiritual director, uh, was asked to help, you know. And uh, wearing his alp, uh, uh, he was a good model. Uh, but it, you, you can't copy uh, a lord, you know, in, in the sense of, of his physical appearance, you know, because we know that is, of course, impossible. Okay, so I've just uh, I've just looked online to find what I'm like. What does this first image look like? And I see, I see they're very they are similar. Um, I do. Oh, the first one, he Jesus is like looking down, whereas the second one that a lot of us uh, might be familiar with, where Jesus has got his hand up and he's got his hands pointing to his heart, and then there's the rays coming out of him. But the first, he so the the one a lot of us are familiar with, uh, Jesus seems to be looking straight at the viewer, straight at me, and I always think he's waving hello to me. I love it. I love it. So he's looking straight at me. Whereas the original one, he's 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 waving, but he's looking a bit down, as if like. As a viewer, you've got to be kneeling down in front of the picture yeah. to look in his, which I, oh, which is, which is powerful. Um, it's not as if Jesus is saying, you need to kneel down in front of me. But that's just where, for those of us that are needing and longing for mercy, for, for his support, for his love, that's a natural position to get into is prostrating yourself down, kneeling down, even lying down and looking up at the Eucharist, looking at, up at the crucifix or looking up at this image. And that's what you would see. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Father Artur, you have, you have made my day. Oh, I'm going to print it and send it to my mom. Thank you. I also like that it was, it was, you don't, re people don't remember that artists use models to get the the look across and i love that there's a story behind it with uh, what was the what was the person's name again that was father sopotko that's a name of sopotko and he was uh sisters faustina's uh spiritual spiritual director and so can you tell us the divine mercy so we've we've got the image now what makes up the divine mercy chaplet how do you pray it well, uh, I try to pray it every day, especially when it's at three o'clock, even if I am in my office. But, you know, I try to remember there's a special hour of mercy. Uh, Jesus Jesus, uh, has promised us that we can ask for everything. What is, uh, what is accordance with, with his will, uh, what, is, what is pleased to him. Uh, and I think you need to trust in his words. Because three o'clock, uh, divine mercy hour, and we try to be uh, head to head, heart to heart with the Lord. And when you pray it, most people use a rosary. Is that true? Yes, yes, it is true. Yes, because we we can use the same the same bits of, of rosary, the same, uh, but the words are different. Well, we 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 start with a father. Uh, there is uh, the Hail Mary next, and uh, of course uh, the Apostolic Creed, and we continue with. Uh, with the words given us by our Lord through 
Sister Faustina. When this first happened and Sister Faustina was sharing these revelations, uh, did the world say, whoa, thank you so much, Sister Faustina, let's start praying this? Or was there some backlash? Was it easy? Can you give us a little bit about what happened then? Well, the, initially there was enthusiasm, uh, but as we know, the Catholic Church is very skeptical when people say that a Blessed Lady or a Lord or someone else appears uh, and we need to investigate, we need to make sure that it's not someone's imagination or mental illness and so on. And there was a Polish movie, uh, of course, called Faustina, and there was a very powerful scene when Mother Superior uh, took her and they went to the doctor and she's examined. There is a medical examination of her mental status and so on, but many people were skeptical. And, and as we know, we especially um, in the 50s and, and, and 60s, uh, um, there, was, uh, there was forbidden uh, to say the chaplet and, and to translate uh, the diary. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of difficulties, what had been predicted, because Jesus uh, told Sister Faustina that there would be a lot of problems, uh, but, uh, but finally, uh, people will hear about the Divine Mercy. <laughs> I love it. And they do. So, like... Like Father Artur said, at 3 a.m. and 3 p.m. on Radio Maria, we broadcast the Divine Mercy Chaplet. On weekdays, we pray it together live. And this is an opportunity, listeners, for you to call in and you can pray one decade of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. It starts, it's, uh, oh, it's a lovely prayer. The section that we pray together is, uh, one. the broadcaster would say, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood soul and divinity of your dearly beloved son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the person calling would respond in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. Father Artur, one thing about the divine mercy is the focus is very much on praying for the whole world and for forgiveness of sins. Is that, at least that's what I gather. Is that is that what it, the whole point of it is, I guess? Yes, definitely. We pray for the whole world. I think it is very. We, we, we are very generous. We don't we don't think about ourselves only. We, we don't focus on our own personal, private issues, problems, concerns, and so on. But we would like to have our hearts widely opened and think, especially about those in need. And the Divine Mercy Chaplet, it is an act of love, act of mercy. Uh, when we open our heart, we ask God uh, to show His mercy uh, to everyone, to, to, to reveal His love uh, to everyone, especially those in need. And their beautiful response, uh, yeah. the next part is, for the sake of His sorrowful passion. And then the response is, have yeah. mercy on us. us and the whole world. And on the whole yeah. world. All right. Father Artur, I'm going to put on, we've got a beautiful, some music that we play during the chaplet. And so many of you listeners may recognize it.
Oh, Father Artur. It worked. We have, joining us from London, we have Leshik. Leshik, you're on air. Oh, thank you. Just, yeah, just wanted to say thank you for the, the conversation. Very, very educational. And I may say that, uh, yes, you mentioned uh, the rosary and the roses, which is not a Polish thing, but very popular in Poland. And I am actually a member of uh, one of the rows, so I'm one of the 20 members. And usually the roses, they've got a name. For example, our rose is like it's, uh, the men only. So 20 men is a rose. Um, um, St. Joseph's um, Cafaso. It's not the St. Joseph's, uh, the, uh, the worker, but St. Joseph's Cafaso, the, the priest. Uh, so my wife as well is she's a member actually two roses one of the roses is actually dedicated to uh, basically the ladies they they pray for their children every day with a decade and the other rose is they pray for their husbands some actually blessed with that and uh, yeah my my parents they are members of a rose and all my siblings my brothers and sisters it is a popular thing and um I, I think it should be more beyond, uh, not just in Poland, because uh, I think it's approved by it's approved by the um, uh, by the Pope, and um, there is many um, religious benefits coming out of uh, being a member as well. Like um, yeah, you've got additional things which which you are blessed by the power of church. Oh, Leszek, thank you so much. Uh, Father Artur, do you want to say thank you or anything in Polish to, to, to Leszek? Thank you, Leszek. Thank you much. Thank you much for your, for your words. Of course, uh, uh, roses, the roses are not specifically Polish, but they're very popular in Poland. Especially what is what Leszek what uh, said is very, very, very important that more and more men in Poland, uh, you know, uh, try to, to say rosary together because they, they are men of St. Joseph, more groups, we have more groups, especially in, in Great Britain. Um, I like it. That is not only connected with, with women, especially uh, all the women, when they die together, they have a lot of time. And, and, and because of the, this, you know, uh, very boring uh, age of and then they then they have no no other activities and they say rosary together. But people want to to, to pray together, especially young men. And what, what I what I like that we have more and more groups, people who are conscious. The prayer life is very very important in, in, in their own personal lives and lives of of course of, of their families and communities. Oh, thank you, Leszek. God bless you, and we hope to see you Saturday, Leszek. God bless. Yeah. Yeah. Same to you. Nice looking to you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you so much, Leszek. Thank you, Father Artur, as well. Listeners, do join us Saturday, the 7th of October. We will be in London at the Rosary Shrine, praying with people millions around the world. And one of our decades will be led in Polish. So please do call for more... No, please do come. And in person, and if you'd like to register, please visit... Radio Maria England dot UK. Father Artur, oh, could you tell us what is the website if anybody's wondering more about the Polish missions? Yeah, our website is, is very simple. It's an acronym for our words. It is, of course, w, uh, www.pcmew.org. 
That is pcmew.org. And then I can't let you go without giving a blessing to our listeners before we go. Please. Of course, I, I, you, will, you will have my blessing. Uh, my Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.